Hi, my name is Mary Moore with The Total Plug. Today's guest is director Terrence Tykeem, and we also have legendary television host Montel Williams. They're going to be talking about their latest film, When George Got Murdered. First of all, I would like to say congratulations on this project because this is a heavy project, like for real. Like I'm from St. Louis and, you know, I was there covering Ferguson. So this this news, yeah, I've I've been to over 200 protests. So when I saw this come across, um, you know, the email, I was like, oh my God, I've got to touch this. Like, I want to know more about, you know, how you even started this process. Okay. Yeah. I, well, like I said, like I started because, uh, you know, just, just, I'm one of those, uh, I'm one of them social justice kind of guys. And whenever I see a situation that I can kind of like add some more meat to the bone, so to speak, I always jump on it. So I was able to jump on top of this one and everything. And we just, we just, you know, we just hit the ground running because what I wanted to do, I wanted to, um, I couldn't like, I could like out of respect, I knew I couldn't come at it from a standpoint of reenacting that murder out there on the street. That, that was a heavy situation. So I wanted to show from different angles. So, um, I heard about this whole thing about the guards not being able to work the block uh, where he was keeping uh, to, to God's show. And so I wanted to uh, include that in the movie, but I wanted to show what was going on, uh, you know, with the riots and everything. But I wanted to show how his presence in the jail was affecting not just the people in the jail, the inmates, but was, affect, was affecting everybody from the guards to the email. I mean, I'm from the guards to the inmail, to, uh, inmates to the people at their, um, at, in their homes, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the workers at their homes at, uh, as a result of having this guy inside of this jail. And that was one of my questions, actually, um, if that part, you know, where people of color was being kept from working. So you just verified that. How did you get that information? Was it an anonymous source or how did you come to that? Oh, no, that, was, uh, no, that was, they mentioned that. Uh, that was all on, I saw it on CNN. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw that on CNN. And then, uh, and then uh, later that night, I saw it on MSNBC. And I was like, wow, that, I mean, that was amazing that, that, that these people went that far to, uh, to like not have these, have these people working the block where they kept this guy. It just blew me away that that, that, that was actually a, a, the case, but I, was, I, I wasn't really shocked. So as a director, you know, that's doing your thing. I know, you know, from experience, when you tend to touch on controversial subjects like this, you know, there's pushback from others, you know, around you as far as friends, family, how was it jumping into, you know, deciding to take on a project like this, you know, um, you know, was there any pushback from anybody? Was yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's always pushed back from people, uh, you know, because, you know, but I don't, you know, I, clearly I don't care about none of that. So, yeah. uh, um, people, uh, I mean, you know, some people say, oh man, don't get me, man, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to stir up a horn because I don't, you know, mm-hmm. come on now. If, I mean, like if the people who say they, they talk the talk is not going to walk the walk. I mean, they need to get out of the way and let somebody else do it. So I'm one of the ones that's not going to say one thing and do something different. So I said, okay, I'm going to go and do this project. So, I mean, people was trying to tell me that it's, it's, it's a such a subject to touch on, but I mean, come on, it's, it, it's real. It happened. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like I'm making up something. This is like, cause the movie was, was done from real life events. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's showing all this actual stuff that was going on that day. And it's showing the reaction of people who were being touched by it directly. So I wanted to be able to do that. So people telling me uh, what, I, uh, what I maybe shouldn't do, you know, all they really did was make me want to do it even more. Okay, so Terrence, tell me, like, what was the process like for the casting with this film for you? Every, uh, uh, all the people who were serious about the subject matter who we asked uh, agreed to do it. We asked several people to play these parts, and um, if it wasn't a money thing, it was a thing where they uh, timing and things like that, you know, 
I don't know whether it was a thing in the back of their mind, whether though they were they were scared of the project or not. But we had we had several people to do to do the part. Um, I not a lot, but we had several people to play different roles in the film. But between between Montel, Beanie, uh, Don Most, and uh, the other actresses who uh, who played those parts, they've all uh, they've all like shown their love and support for the project, you know, from the, like really from the, like soon as we asked them, because they knew how important it was, you know, like Montel is, is a kindred spirit, but he, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he, um, he, he's on the same vibe that I'm, that I'm on in terms of uh, wanting to uh, speak out about these sort of issues. So you want people like that on the same vibe that you're on who wants to speak out about these kind of issues. So I'm just like, I'm just happy that he agreed to do it. And the other, all the other actors, and the good thing about it, they've all been you know, sharing it on their social media. They've been more involved as opposed to sometimes in the past, I've had actors be involved in projects, but you know, they don't, they don't be pushing it on their social media. And yeah, just, so it, it hit home kind of, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. So would you both say that this was a passion project? Yeah, I, I don't know if I call it a passion project for me. I know it was for, for Terrence. I mean, he got involved in it and was um, trying to make this happen. And as soon as he called me and said, do you want to do this? I said, yeah, that would be a great opportunity. Great opportunity to uh, spark more conversation. I wanted to know, when it comes to you, Montel, what made you want to step away from the other side of the camera, you know, to talk about this, you know, as an actor? Um, when the opportunity presented itself again, this is an opportunity to spark conversation, which is so direly needed. Okay. And Montel, um, like I know that you've been in the service for like over what was it, about twenty-two years. Yeah, my my career spanned twenty-two years, two two different branches of service, Marine Corps and the Navy. In this film, I mean, was this something that like got to you? Um, I hate well, to. It, 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 it surprised me when, when you know, I got to the part of the script and I was reading it and that came out. I was like, really? Did that really happen? And Terrence told me that it did really happen. And I know there are some officers who are right now, I guess, you know, involved in civil litigation against the, the prison for what they did to them. Some of them stepped down. Um, you know, it, it made me it, it take a step back and think, you know, how dare we think that, you know, just because of the color of their skin, they couldn't do with their job uh uh was uh, there to do i mean they're they are as as prison guards they're there to protect and also protect the public from these prisoners but you know they are also assigned there to make sure that they provide a safe place for incarceration and so to deny those officers that ability to do their job just because of their color of skin that was a very important part of the film important part of what my role was was um i think the way terrence directed it and and shot it you know it kind of has its own subliminal message because here i am as this you know prison warden who literally just stays in a static position when told that i can't let the black officers be in the same uh, area as Shelvin and, and my reactions to that were kind of like my reaction is now. I kind of tried to make sure I played that as if I really didn't know what that meant and what the scope of that was. You know what I mean? It, it was it's such a weird position to put myself in to try to think through how I would feel if I were that real officer. Right. Well, I was impressed with the fact that 
you know, covering this story, you know, like everybody else did for so long, that that was a part that even I missed, you know, when it came to the officer situation of people, you know, being able to work. So I felt like that was a really, you know, big moment um, to capture and cover, you know, because I missed that part. So. I did too. I did. I did when, it, when the original news stories were coming out. I missed that mm -hmm. part completely myself. And so, when Terrence, you know, covered it in the film, uh, much respect for him for digging deep and finding those nuggets that you right. know the people needed to know about. Okay, so out of all the other stories, and this is a question for either of you or both of you, out of all the other stories where African Americans have been killed by police in officer-involved shootings, what? was it that made you guys want to do um, George Floyd? Oh my God, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, man, you, I mean, like to see something like, I mean, I, I mean, nobody has ever seen anything like that. Whereas though, the guy is like a cop, like is actually killing somebody and just like knowing you're being filmed, killing this person, like, like just in real time, taking his time, killing this particular, you know, like the, the, the shooting that, that was going on, was one thing. The closest thing to it was the Eric Garner thing. Uh, it didn't last nowhere near as long. But since 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 all those since they had him in a chokehold and all the cops were on top of him, you know, it like you know his body, him being overweight and everything, like he, he couldn't take it. But it happened in a matter of like about I think like a minute or two. But for us to see somebody act, a cop actually taking his time killing somebody, and just knowing that people are watching and people are filming it was just a crazy thing. That's why, and, and that's why it affected everybody, not just the United States, but around the world, because nobody had ever seen them be so blatant like that. It, but, but, but what it showed is that they knew that they could just do anything to anybody and just get away with it. it, it and so still can do the day. Yeah, 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 think about it, Montel, I didn't know what Montel said, but it was like, I think it's like 2000 something since. <laughs> since well, since. no, I mean, it's, it's, well, just since the uh, Uvalde shooting alone, there's been like 45, 46 deaths in America already from gun violence. And, and, you know, the numbers are staggering. I think Terrence hit it on the head. With the number of police perpetrated killings of African-Americans, this was the only one that reverberated internationally. Yeah, and world. that reverberation internationally is really kind of stopped. I don't hear anybody talking about it anymore. Oh, yeah. and, and even since the, you know, the other two officers, now they're court date has been pushed out until you know the beginning of next year nobody knows that nobody seems to care yep. um so uh you know to pick this story i think it was picked appropriately at the time but now there could be another 20 stories picked and that was my next question are you gonna revisit um some of the ones like philando castile or any of the the ones that have happened since george floyd to maybe do you know more movies like this well, um, well, I mean, this particular situation was kind of unique because, um, you know, it was so much going on in the media. It, it, it blanketed the media all around the world. So if another situation happened, I might do it from a documentary style. But in terms of doing a film film, uh, I don't like 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 I mean, I don't like um, I mean, I don't like the pushback that I get from from uh, from people who I who I think should be supporting these issues. I, like I really don't like that. That's. That's the one. That's the one thing that I feel like has kind of turned me off from from doing certain 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 projects like this. But it's, nothing's going to stop me from doing them. But in terms of going so deep, like I did with this one, um, if I do something, it's going to be um, it's going to be probably more from a documentary style. Um, but I am addressing uh, the issue from another standpoint. I'm working on a film right now. That's why I've been on the phone all morning. 
we're, we're shooting a film about these four guys who um, they, they all spent, um, uh, it's called 141. It's about, uh, I'm showing these four guys who all were in prison for like, one was in prison for 21 years, one was in prison for 30 years, one was in prison for 39, and the other one was in prison for 51. The one who was in prison for 51 spent 44 years at that time in solitary confinement. So we're doing that film right now. Uh, so like I said, I'm always working on social justice issues because social justice and the abuse of women and children are my, those are my go-to projects. And I have another project coming out right after this. We're gonna release it in September called Abused Again. It was about people who were abused as children uh, with James Russo, Angie Stone, Stephen Baldwin, uh, uh, Claudia Jordan's in that project, uh, oh. Omarosa, uh, 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 Terry Vaughn. I got a lot of people in that film. Can you tell us where people can watch this film? Where George uh, when George got, mur when George got murdered, uh, right now is on. Uh, it's on Amazon. They can watch it right now on Amazon and Amazon, uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime and the, and, and the primary Amazon. They can watch it there. In the next, uh, I think in the next, uh, I think like week or week or two, it'll be on Apple TV. Okay. And then we we have dates from my uh, from two other uh, streaming platforms as well, really soon. And Montel, can you talk about the project that that you have, um, the home project where you work with the soldiers, the military? We do a project that's called Military Makeover, where we literally take the homes of deserving veterans and we make them over from the ground up. As we're doing one right now um, uh, in the outside of Chicago, Indiana. Um, uh, where we're doing a family called the Stripper Family, where we literally find a, a veteran family um, that is in need and we literally make their home over from the ground up and the community comes together. We do that makeover in about 10 days, uh, but the community and, and local businesses volunteer come out. Uh, we have people who actually volunteer to do the hammer swinging and the, you know, the gardening and those kinds of things. And we get it done so that a family can have, you know, that forever home. Um, and it's been really such a rewarding project. I'm um, teamed up with uh, Brandstar out of uh, um, Deerfield, Florida to do that project. And along with that, I do another show that's called Military Makeover Operation Career, where we feature businesses that hire veterans. I also do another show that's called The Balancing Act, all of which are on uh, the Lifetime. You're doing a balancing act. I mean, you're very busy. <laughs> Trying. So do you miss the days, you know, of having a show, like a syndicated talk show? Do you miss that? Um, you know, <laughs> yes and no. Um, I've been really kind of uh, looking forward to, I'm working on a project right now that might put me back into that daytime fray. Um, uh, I'm really interested in, in continuing to, you know, take a look at the, you know, the American dynamic the family dynamic and, and anything I can do to add to that and help share with that. I work at as diligent as I can. So, you know, an opportunity to do another daytime show wouldn't be out of my thought process. Well, I think it'd be a good idea. Yeah, I think it'd be a great idea because, you know, you reach so many generations. I mean, that's a good thing, you know, and especially being on social media. How has social media um, helped with the film, you know, as far as getting the word out about it versus, oh, you know, traditional yeah. ways that you normally would go about. Oh yeah. I mean, help, well, you know, social media is, is it's the only way to really go right now because everybody, everybody is on their phones 
uh, probably more than they're even watching TV or even sitting down, just reading a book or just sitting down relaxing. I mean, they, they're on their phones. So. Okay, I'm going to ask both of you this. What was one of your most memorable scenes in this film? Well, I think for me, it was it was literally you know the the conversation I was having uh, with uh, my boss in this in the film, um, explaining to him that you know the word had gotten out. We were supposed to try to keep this quiet that the African American and uh, guards of color weren't allowed around Chauvin, and um, I really liked the opportunity of being able to present that so that the viewer could see that how much they went through trying to protect Chauvin as much as, you know, um, he's found guilty and we're waiting now to see, or we've seen a sentence, but I mean, you know, they were really going out of their way to protect him and unnecessarily. So that was really what I appreciated a lot. Well, uh, no, you can say your, your favorite scene, my brother. Yeah, let's hear Oh, it. oh, um, uh, I would, well, I mean, the most, the, the most impactful scene so far has been, you know, just, just and I mean, everybody's commented on uh, at each screening and everything. And now the people online is that scene with uh, with the little boy and his uncle uh, is just it's just crazy because you know I mean I mean I wrote it and did it that way because that's real. I mean you know I mean I mean when he told him that he said he said he he told the little boy he said your skin is your sin, and uh, it, it, it's just real. And uh, uh, I knew that was gonna be an impactful scene. I didn't know it was gonna be. Um, uh, everybody, like a lot of posts I'm seeing, people are mentioning that scene, but I'm not shocked because uh, that, that's that's the same scene everybody was mentioning when we did when we did the uh, when I did the private screening for the mayor and at and at the two screenings I've done so far uh, um, uh, in, uh, um, in uh, outside of PA and the one in Pittsburgh. So yeah, uh, that's the that's the scene for me. How long after um, George Floyd being murdered did you start to develop this script? Or I hate to even call it a script, but get into this project oh, oh almost immediately um uh almost immediately um i just i mean only thing i was because it was only supposed to be a short film mm -hmm. um and uh i i mean i wanted i wanted it to be a bigger production i really wanted to do it at a at a bigger budget at a bigger but we had the budget to do it but COVID was really right. it really it really affected the fact that i couldn't make i couldn't get this film um at the level that i wanted it you know i wanted it to be a um on a different kind of level, but we um, we were struggling with getting 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 crews and things like that because uh, it was in the middle of COVID. Like we shot this, I shot it with a skeleton crew. Mm -hmm. um, I shot yeah, I, like because the cast, like all the cast members were saying, "Listen, I don't want to come. It's going to have a whole bunch of people in the crew." Right. So I didn't have I didn't have the, the crew that I wanted, and I had the budget to do it, but I didn't have the crew to do it on the level that I wanted to do it. But because 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 of COVID, and then so I said to myself, you know what? Let me let me scale it back and let me get what I can get out of it. Uh, because the subject matter has to be told. So um, I would say almost immediately, um, once I started seeing how how much it was touching everyone, I jumped right on it. Like I would say within like the first maybe month or so, I started on it. Because uh, like I said, it was initially supposed to be a 20, 26 minute film. But as we were going, it, more content was coming in and I was hearing diff different things and more things. So I just, I just expanded it. And uh, um, like we had shot it, like because I shot uh, the the the, uh, the Captain Cox role that Montel plays, I shot it with another actor, but it was it 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 wasn't certain things wasn't working out. So I just um, I just um, uh, I, I switched. It. I said I said, Donald, we gotta get somebody that that's more in tune with 
what this subject matter is about. Like, that's, we're gonna need somebody that's gonna be able to talk about it. And she started throwing these different names out. And she said, oh my God, I did this thing with Montel with the show back in the day. I said, oh my God, Montel would be perfect. So she reached out and she got in touch with Melanie and Melanie hit Montel up. And Montel, he, he immediately, he, he agreed to come do it. And I mean, I, we know, you know, with, with, with his, with his uh, medical condition and everything, he, he still flew out and, you know, and, you know, came in and, you know, mask on and you know and, and you know we and we uh we uh we got his sizes for the uh for the captain uniform and we shot it and um you know the rest is the rest is history as they say montel what are some things you want to see changed with the correctional facilities you know since you're doing this project oh my god not a long answer i mean what needs to be changed how do we just stop figuring out that only black men needs to be you know, incarcerated. I mean, that's one of the first things that needs to happen. I mean, we look at, we, we don't really have a correctional facility or correctional system in America. We have a, it's that old uh, Richard Pryor joke, but I look at the, uh, the criminal justice system, I just see just us. So, you know, I mean, the truth of the matter is that, you know, America needs to figure out that when we transition over to for-profit prisons and jails, you know, there were those who decided that the least of us need to spend the most time in prison. So let's start there. And then, you know, we can go on forever. I am, I'm not, you know, one of these people who is uh, so far left or, you know, liberal on crime. I, I believe if you do the crime, you serve the time. I, I really believe that. I don't care what color you are. Yeah. However, we don't have to make up laws to arrest people for things that they didn't do. We don't have to incarcerate those who have just, or just living, you know I mean? What's that old crime is a crime now, you know, uh, walking while black, I mean, talking while black. Existing while black. So let's change some of those laws. I think that's where we need to start at. Yeah. Okay, last words, gentlemen. Um, as, far as, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I just want, I just want viewers to understand that, um, and we, we did this project, you know, really, you know, to really, to really focus on these issues and to really give, give these issues a platform, because um, you know, I mean, if we don't keep talking about it, it's gonna keep getting swept on the road. Like Montel said, people have, because at, at the time, I think it was like close to seventy-six percent of the people were totally engaged in the in the whole in the whole George Floyd situation. They wanted to see the police reform change. Now I think it's down to like 50, 56, which means all of those those people, mostly the white people, have gone back into their corners of you know, all right, well, you know, we, you know, we did, you know, okay, we spoke up with you guys and everything, but now that that's not in the media, you know, they're not even speaking up about it anymore. So they've, they've retreated back into their corners and everything, you know, they're not, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, I always thought that a lot of them were out there only marching because it was just, it, it was, it was COVID and they needed something to do. And, and, you know, they, you know, they, you know, they, they, they were outraged at the moment, but as you see, the outrage is just, it's dissipated. So, you know, um, you know, like I would like to leave people with, you know, I mean, if you're gonna get involved, man, stay involved. You know, I mean, if you're gonna care about these issues, I mean, continue to care about these issues. Don't just care about them for the moment. And, you know, uh, and uh, for anybody that has any content about social justice and things like that, or, you know, or actors who are in that, in that realm, in that sphere, please feel free to reach out to me on my social media. I'm Terrence Takim on Instagram, uh, uh, Facebook and on uh, TikTok and just follow me and just send me your stuff because I'm always looking to tie in with people who are like-minded. Definitely, definitely the like-minded people. 
That's what I would like to like to leave them with. Martel? I just believe it's, uh, you know, this uh, when George got murdered is a, a good opportunity for us as a community to have the conversations that we've failed to have. Unfortunately, the more we fail to have them, the more we're gonna need films like this. I'm glad that somebody like Terrence is out there trying his best to put these messages into the, the everyday workplace and everyday place of Americans. Um, and I think that also it's really important that we in black media support efforts like this by Terrence and, and efforts that are, are there to just enlighten. So I'm proud of the fact that I was able to participate and I'm very thankful that I was able to participate. Well, I would like to say, I thank you both because I mean, it's gotta keep the, the dialogue has to continue. Like you said, the cameras are gone. So this is gonna keep the dialogue, you know, moving forward. And I think the casting was great in this, you know, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, just letting everybody know that I possibly can about this film. You know, you guys did good work and I'm happy to be a part of it and glad that you took the chance to talk to me. So sure. that, mean, that means a lot. Um, like I said, I grew up Montel, even though you don't look like you're old enough for me to watch you when I was coming up, <laughs> you look amazing. And I wish you health and happiness, you know, God bless you both. So congrats and kudos, you know. Thank you. Thank you so much.